take a slight step to the side today and talk about a verbal geocache, if that's all right with everybody. I love verbal geocaches. I love just like the weird history behind words and where they come from. And this one, of course, is a classic word that everybody's thinking about right now. Quarantine. Quarantine. You ever think about where that word comes from? So during the Black Death pandemic, um, that was much worse than the, the sort of forced inconvenience we have right now. Um, when a ship came back from traveling, it had to stay, um, the, the crew had to stay isolated, the ship had to stay isolated for 40 days, for quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. That's the word from Latin roots for quattro for four. So that's kind of cool. Another one that I absolutely love is the ancients believed that the, um, that everything in the world was made of four things. And if you can guess what they are, if you're familiar with uh, late 70s funk, it might be easier. Earth, wind, fire, and then there's water. Or Captain Planet. Early 90s environmentalist cartoons, late 70s funk, or the philosophy of the ancients. Anyway, four things. But everything had one thing that was made it uniquely its own. Every person, every object, every um, endeavor, all these things had this one, what they called the fifth element. I guess we can bring in like late 90s science fiction movies here as well. The fifth element. So anyway, the, it had the fifth thing, the quint, the quint, quint, quintessential, quintessential. So when people say quintessential, that's what they mean. And that's awesome. Anyway, geocaches. Here we are, quarantine radio, sheltering in place with geocaching scripture today. Thanks for coming. So this is Josh coming at you from the Blanket Fort. Um, I'm sorry if it's been a while since I've done an episode here, but, uh, you know, uh, quarantining with three kids is kind of difficult. I finally got warm enough for them to go outside, so I'm jumping into the Blanket Fort to do a little bit of a recording here before they come back in and just take over the house. Palm Sunday, this Sunday, very sad not to be in church today. Uh, we watch it on TV, and it's and it's it's just hard. It's hard for everybody right now. Um, it's hard for congregations. It's hard for families, uh, all kinds of people. And uh, Palm Sunday is just one of those times where you have these memories. I mean, and some memories that are, meh, you know, whatever, not that great, and some memories that are fantastic. But um, Palm Sunday is a lot of um, just good, very good old human memories. And this year will be the memory of when we couldn't make those memories. So, And we have memories associated with this. Um, you know, cheesy palm fronds and pasted projects in Sunday school. But it's part of our story, as humble as it may be. And uh, it's hard not to be able to do that this year. I don't care who you are. Matthew 21. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and we will send them at once. 
This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming, be humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of a burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and they sat, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered into Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. And this might be a familiar image to a lot of you, Jesus entering entering the gates. Um, and this called Palm Sunday because they laid the palms in front of him. Um, now the palms uh, were actually um, hearkening back to some Jewish apocalyptic literature and some things that had happened within within the, a few centuries before Jesus. So what you had was this guy, Judas Maccabeus, not the famous Judas that we know and love. Judas was not an uncommon name back then at all. Um, and this is about 150 years before Jesus, um, that Judas Maccabeus had started a revolt. And that's when they gave him the, the name Maccabeus, uh, the hammer. And one of the symbols of Judas Maccabeus was this these palm fronds. And they had stamped these palm fronds on coins and all these things. They were symbols of the great leader who at that time kicked out the Greeks from Israel and Jerusalem. And, and they were hoping that Jesus would be that person again. And so they're getting out the palm fronds again to welcome a revolutionary leader. And that is... To, to some of us, I mean, I, and I grew up with this imagery in Palm Sunday, you know, the people that said Hosanna a week later said crucify him. And there was this kind of blaming, like judginess involved in it. And it, it's, I think we have to be a little more sympathetic with, um, with this portrayal. This is, this is Jesus. They think he is going to kick out the Romans. And that means that they can be um, a whole Jerusalem again. And that um, the reign of David is reinstated. All these things that they were trying to base on as as faithful a scripture reading as they could do. And they wanted that to be their reality. Um, so, so coming off as saying, you know, this shows you how fickle the human heart is or or how, how weak these people were or how un misunderstanding they were. All these things are, are not, I don't think, entirely fair. Um, think about... People who have come through and said they, they have a cure for the virus, you know, like these various headlines that have come across and, you know, oh, this is a cure for a virus. Well, you know, you go nuts if somebody said that and came and said, I've got a cure for the virus. And and then it turns out it's it's not true. Well, you get kind of ticked off. Um, and, you know, that I think is part of the dynamic here. I don't, you know, granted, there are other spiritual currents going on, all sorts of things. This is a very multidimensional reality that's going on. Um, and so I don't, I don't want to judge it too much, but I think we need to have a sympathetic reading on the way people reacted to Jesus in the first place on, on incidents like Palm Sunday. Uh, but Jesus knew what was going on. He knew, he knew this is how this was going to end up. And it's interesting that he, that he takes this donkey into town and never corrects them. He doesn't say, oh, that's not who I am. I'm this. Well, he corrected people a bunch in, in plenty of other places. To say, this is my kingdom, this is what it's like. He corrected Pilate to his face. Other things like that. Um, but he uh, he doesn't do it in this case. And it's just very interesting that 
that Jesus is is um, glad to see what they're doing, glad to see that they are they are welcoming him, and maybe he sees some spark of understanding in it. I don't know exactly why. The only person, of course, he corrects here is the Pharisees who are saying, you know, tell these people to shut up. And he's saying, you know, if, if they if they shut up, the rocks would cry out. Um, and the other interesting historical dynamic, Jesus is coming in the east gate to the city. And that was another um, prophecy in the Old Testament that, that salvation would come from the east side, the east gate, enter through the east gates. On the west gates, at the same time, Pilate was entering on a horse with his huge legions, and he was entering in a way that said, this is where the power is. The power is with Rome. The horse was that symbolic vehicle of war that declared who is the king. Rome is the king. Jesus enters on a donkey, the symbolic vehicle of peace. These two things are happening simultaneously. And there's all sorts of confusion and Jesus is, is upsetting the whole apple cart here, the whole institution. Um, and who really even knew? I mean, who? how many, you know, tens of people were there watching Jesus' procession as, as opposed to Pilate's? You know, there's probably wine and dancing and music and all sorts of other fun things going on. And there's a small procession. But Jesus is, is the one we, we remember, the one that made history, the highly symbolic procession which is really fantastic and then jesus goes later and cleanses the temple at least as mark or matthew tells it so then that's the next step so we have jesus entering on a donkey in the symbol of peace saying that his empire is nothing like the empires before this is not the empire of war and conformity this is the empire of peace, humility, celebration, love. And that's what Palm Sunday means. That is how we celebrate Jesus. We celebrate this new kingdom coming in. And Easter will upset it all even further. Stay inside, wash your hands, Pax Humana. Cheers.